Um, I think, what were we eating recently that Josh was like, that's in my car cleaning fluid or something. <laughs> was it cereal? <laughs> I feel like cereal has a lot of that type of stuff. I don't know. I was, it was something. It was something random that the kids were eating. And I was just like, sorry. Sorry, guys. It was probably like some kind of gummy bear or something. Oh, Some kind yeah. of candy, I'm sure. Yeah. I saw that uh, Lucky Charms was recently recalled. What? I freaking love Lucky Charms, man. My mom, best. growing up, I we always called them Lucky Charms. Okay, so you didn't like them? No, we loved them. Oh, okay. But my mom always called them Lucky Charms, so oh. now I do. That's cute. Yeah. I, I just call them Lucky Charms. Lucky Charms. They're gluten-free. Are they? Captain Crunch is the best, though. I love Captain Crunch. But does it leave a weird wax on the top of yeah. your Yeah. And then also it tears up your mouth too. You're really bad. But I love Captain Crunch. No, is it cap like do you do all the peanut butter one? Yeah. Or- yeah. Oh my god, the peanut butter one's so good. So good. I do like the old school one though the best. Yeah. I think my favorite is Reese's Pieces, hands Ooh. down. Reese's puff, Reese's puffs. <laughs> or that was cinnamon a- toast crunch. Oh <sighs> I can't eat those. Oh. But that doesn't mean they're good. It sounds yeah. delicious. And Waffle know, Crisp, they just came back from like the 90s. Really? Yeah, oh, they're those so, are good. so good. It's just like syrup. Yeah. Um, another one that <laughs> everybody lo- wants cereal now. I know. <laughs> Sunday morning, have a bowl of cereal. Cereal killers. <laughs> 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 uh, another one I really like is a good old Honey Nut Cheerios. Oh, yeah. But with nothing on them. Like some mm-hmm. people put sugar on No, just give me the honey nut I Cheerios. I like plain Cheerios with a little bit of sugar on them. Oh, yeah. Those just became gluten-free a couple of years back. I and, was so excited. And then at the bottom, like afterwards, you just do like the sugar mm-hmm. with the milk. And then blueberries in them. Oh, I love putting oh, blueberries yeah. in my Cheerios. Uh, hey, guys. This is our True Crime Paranormal Podcast. That is Brie. And that is Amy. And we are What's With the Neighbors. What's With the Neighbors. This is actually <laughs> our uh, listener episode. Yeah. Everybody's like, what? what? So excited. Listener episodes. Okay. It says, hey, my name is, and it's crossed out, and I'm in the room right next to y'all's, and I can hear everything you guys talk about. Last night, I was dying of laughter when y'all were talking about boners. <laughs> Thank you all for making my day. <laughs> they put a note on someone's door in their apartment. Okay. But is that like also like how podcasts work? Like you hear two people talking, but you can't say anything back. <laughs> That's like a live stream podcast for them. I mean, but like sometimes whenever you do feel like you know the people who are podcasting, oh, yeah. you do like reply back and you're like, no, 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 you did this. Or yeah. no, 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 this, yeah, this yeah. or whatever. Uh, or you should say this <laughs> i love i thought that was cute that is amazing i love that i always chime into people's conversations whether they want me to yeah. do or not especially at the store when people are talking I'm like actually yeah same have you checked out this product <laughs> i just like talking to people me too but i don't at the same time i hate talking to people <laughs> i hate it i i'm really good at making situations awkward yes or making like same. a weird dad joke about yes, something stupid yeah. and then they just look at me like what the f- is her problem yeah <laughs> normally it's a joke when yeah. i'm talking to people when yeah I chime in yeah or if someone's like trying to figure something out but they don't like know where this store is or something and i'm just like oh i know where it is let me help you so you're just a helpful nice person Otherwise, don't talk to me. <laughs> Get away from me. Don't talk to me. Um, so do you want to go first? Oh, wait. I'll go first. You go okay. ahead. So this story was submitted by Sarah. And uh, Sarah wants to say, wants to say, th- th- this is the story that Sarah submitted. How do we normally do this? <laughs> How does this happen again? How does this happen? Okay. However you want to, Amy. Okay. So once upon a time. Sarah submitted a story to us. Okay, so she said there was a family that lived on the same road as my family and I grew as my family and I grew up. Tara Smith was 16 years old. She was a writer, loved poetry, played basketball, and was the homecoming queen freshman year. 
August 22nd, 1998. Oh, just a little baby for me. I was eight years old. Samesies. I was like four. You're so young. (laughs) Between 5 and 7 p.m., Tara told her sister, Sierra, that she was leaving for a jog on Old Oregon Trail. And Sierra said, no, we aren't allowed to leave without our parents. Uh, Old Oregon Trail is not a heavy traffic road. It's out of city limits. And people tend to speed on it. So it sounds like a back road. Yeah. Oh, and she says it's one of those back road types of areas. We all have one. Yeah. Brock Road. (laughs) Tara said, or uh, what's that one? Chena Hot Springs. Yeah. Tara said she would be back in 20 minutes, but minutes turned into hours, and she never showed up to her shift at 7 p.m. at Oasis Fun Center, which is a miniature golf and go-kart place. And I would definitely be showing up to work. Oh, heck yeah. That sounds like the best job ever. Yeah. Something happened. Yeah. So by 9 p.m., her parents were frantic and started calling everyone she knew. One friend told them that she believed that Tara was involved in an inappropriate relationship with Troy Zink, Tara's taekwondo instructor. He was 29 years old, married, and a father of one. Ew. Tara's parents rushed to Troy's house. When his wife informed them that he wasn't home, they called the police and reported Tara missing. That sucks. Yeah. Turned out Troy had been grooming Tara for some time. She claimed she went to his house who lived near them. Had been what? Grooming. So when an adult has an inappropriate relationship with like a teenager or a younger person, they kind of like make it like no, this is what we have is okay. Oh, okay, okay, I see. It's okay, just like, let me, just take off your shirt. It's no big deal, that sort of stuff. Oh. You're grooming grooming them to like be acceptable of this. It's inappropriate. So it turned out Troy had been grooming Tara for some time. He claimed she went to his house who lived near them and asked for $2,000. And when he said no, she got mad and asked them to be and asked to be dropped off at the corner to go on a run. Then Troy went up to to Hanglider Hill and prayed for five hours. What? So, uh, why? I don't know. Troy has never been named a suspect or charged for her disappearance. <gasps> disappearance. It is very wild that this happened to a girl the same age as me on the same private road I grew up on. Wait, so she's, she hasn't been found? She hasn't been found. When was this? In 1998. <gasps> oh, poor girl. Yeah. So thank you, Sarah, for submitting that. Yes. Uh, thank you, Sarah. We appreciate it. We, that really sucks. And I, I do have a question. Were you friends with her? Like, did, I mean, you guys were on the same road, so I'm going to assume you guys went to the yeah. same school. Maybe you went to public school. Uh, How um, old was she when she went missing? She said she was 16. Oh, my gosh. Uh, she was freshman. Oh. Uh, yeah. Like, were you friends with her? Or, I mean, if you weren't part of the same crowd, I want to know how everyone reacted. Yeah. And that family. Like, yeah. oh, my gosh. That's I can't sad. imagine. <laughs> All right. Do you remember our old friend Bob? Oh, Bob. Oh, Bob, a.k.a. my dad. His name's not really Bob, it's Steve. But I told him, he's like, he's like, so are you guys calling me Bob or Steve right now? And I was like, well, you're my dad, but we do call you Bob. I was like, because it's funny. He's like, okay, I like Bob. I was like, okay, I'm going to keep on calling you Bob. So. I, wish, I wish we gave him a different name. Other than Bob? Yeah. I don't know why, but we always named things Bob growing up. Oh, yeah. My pop-up's Same. name is Bob. Oh, so maybe that's, that's why. Oh, it's Robert. I like that. Okay. So, Bob says... Thank you, Bob, for sending in a story. And look, I didn't even have to write out the note. Like, I just Bob. left a screenshot of it because he just made it so legible and everything. Not that my dad has messy handwriting. He just has very tight-knit, perfect cursive. And reading it super fast can be very... Well, especially... When it's also a picture of Yeah, it. yeah, yes. This is a picture of a note. Okay, so at last glance, little old man had left my daughter's room and she finally got a much-deserved restful night of sleep in her own bed. So you remember, guys, the last story we had from Bob. Um, little man had left my sister's room. And, and went to your brother's. Yes, and that same night, our son Matthew awoke screaming at about 1 o'clock in the morning. Oh, my gosh. 
His room was located right across the hall from his sister's room and many nights to come. Oh, from his sister's room. Matthew ended up sleeping with us that night and many nights to come. Sorry. The nights were not typically concurrent as they were with our daughter. Lowell man seemed to wander the house now as if he had been confined to our daughter's room before. But he said leave. Yeah. Yeah. His actions seemed playful in some cases and malicious in others. Like a leprechaun. Yeah. (laughs) That's weird. And his name's Lowell man. Yeah. (laughs) That's weird. I just... He's a leprechaun. He's a little leprechaun. (laughs) The following story is one of these events. The following story is one of these events. Sorry. (laughs) It sounds like a a show. From like the 20s. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. While I was in the Navy stationed in Charleston, South Carolina, I had a collateral duty of working with the Auxiliary Security Force, ASF. Typically, this entailed acting as... Uh, shore patrol which is like navy police okay a couple of times a month one particular night i got home from duty around 2 30 or 3 o'clock in the morning this was a typical time and i would do my best to be very quiet for those sleeping when i got home i undressed in the hallway brushed my teeth and found our son sleeping in our bed upon entry to the bedroom so i decided to sleep in his room Dun, dun, dun. Did he really say dun, dun, dun? Yes, he did. That is adorable. (laughs) (laughs) But still so terrifying. Yeah. Uh, So I wouldn't... So I decided to sleep in his room so I wouldn't wake him or my wife. I laid down on his antique bed. The old box springs groaned in creaky song. I remember this bed. Like, it's the loudest bed ever. It's all metal frame and everything. It's just so loud. Like, it was a mattress loud also? Yes. Oh, jeez. Uh, the old box springs groaned and a creaky song under my weight. Groaned a oh. creaky song under my weight. Sorry. The events of the duty were still playing in my mind and I knew it would be a while before I slept. I, fear, I heard a few odd noises as I laid there but passed them off as just an old house. Yeah. I thought about my son waking up screaming just as his sister had done for so long. With this in mind, I decided to keep my eyes slightly open and see if I could catch a glimpse of this little old man in action. Soon, I saw our shepherd, Sarah, come into the room. Oh, your shepherd. Yeah. Yeah. She was was like part shepherd, timber wolf. She's so pretty. Was she a German shepherd? Mm -mm. No, she looked, she was like a blonde, like, not like, she she was part, like part wolf, like legit, like, yeah, she was so pretty and sweet. Um, I heard her lie across the AC vent as was her habit. Then I heard her grateful sigh as she enjoyed the cool air forcing its way through her thick coat. Oh, that sounds so He's such a good storyteller. Yeah, he is. Suddenly, I felt a hand on my chest, then another on my legs, just below my groin. No. I saw nothing. The hand shoved me down into the mattress and old box spring. Oh, my God! The box spring screamed to life. The pressure released only to press down again. Still, I saw nothing through the slits of my eyes. The motion continued. I would open my eyes all the way. How... Yeah. That's like some serious self-control there. Until I was literally bouncing on the bed, I tried to yell or scream, but could only muster a small squeak. The bouncing continued for a little more than a minute. Oh my god! continued to try to scream, but only managed a faint squeak each time. I could breathe, but I couldn't move. Was this sleep paralysis? <gasps> Why couldn't I move? I heard Sarah shift on her cool vent. Sarah was mature in age and certainly overweight. She So she didn't move fast, but she was moving. Maybe she had heard my almost inaudible screams. I heard her nails click, click, click on the wooden floor. She was coming to see why I was squeaking and bouncing <gasps> on the bed. I saw her coming come into view through the slits of my eyes. As she got closer, she went to nuzzle my face. The bouncing stopped and I could move. It was over. I kissed Sarah and got out of bed. Oh my gosh, Bray. I went to our bedroom door, and my wife asked, what was with all that bouncing on the bed? <laughs> <He's> <laughs> I, like, you could hear this This is a loud sure, bed. Sure, sure. I told her, I'll tell you in the morning. I'll be sleeping on the couch tonight. 
Oh my gosh. Tune in next time for a little scary fun starring little old man. Bob. Yeah. <laughs> it, there's so many good stories. How on earth can you live? <laughs> we lived there for 15 no, more than 15 years. How can you live years, there maybe? with, oh my gosh. Probably about 15 years, maybe 14. But things calm down. Okay. This was submitted by Juan. And Hello, Juan. Hello, Juan. Uh, he said, all the names and places have been changed to protect the innocent. One early Tuesday morning in 1996, a young lady named Shelby was found dead in her trailer. She was naked and her throat had been cut twice. Uh, She was found by the trailer park manager who was following up on a trash can fire the day before. (laughs) As ones do. (laughs) Yeah. Officers were called and secured the scene. One homicide detective. Once homicide detectives arrived, they asked the patrol officers to canvas the scene and get statements from people. They quickly found out that Shelby was a lady of the night while they're called sex workers. <laughs> okay. Uh, a lady of the night and had a boyfriend named Aaron. When Aaron was interviewed, he stated that he was with her the night before, but had left the around midnight. Aaron also said that there was, there were three other people there, two people he knew and one he did not. The two he knew were named James and Henry. Henry was married to Allie and James lived with them. So Allie and Henry were married and James were the, was their roommate. James would stay with Shelby from time to time because he was homeless. Once the corner was done with his, oh, once a corner was done with his autopsy, he determined that she died of strangulation and she had been raped. They ran the DNA through the system, but did not come up with any hits. The detectives took paragra- paragraphs, photographs of the scene and collected evidence pertaining to the case. Some of the evidence collected included a knife, a team jacket, blood cover shirt, beer bottles, pot blunts, bloodstains, and among other things. When they pulled fingerprints off of the beer bottles, they confirmed that Aaron, Henry, and James were there. They did not have fingerprints from the fourth person. During the collection of evidence, one of the officers, Mike, accidentally touched some of the evidence without gloves. Oh, buddy. What year was this? Newbie mistake. Rookie mistake. Yeah. What year was this? I don't think it said. 1996. Oh, okay. Still. Yeah. You should. I mean, in 96, you should know better. Uh, During the collection of evidence, one of the officers, Mike's, accidentally touched one of the evidence without gloves. And so his fingerprints were on some of the things as well. Mike also had some of his blood at the scene because he had arrested someone earlier. And there had been a fight, and his nose started to bleed again while he was there. Mm. So it's like blood droplets, I'm guessing. Your nose get bloody when you're getting into a fight just by itself, and you don't even get hit? Unless you got hit by the perp. Maybe you got hit. I don't know. After casing the area and interviewing dozens of people... This is what the police determined happened. Shelby had several people visit her throughout the day that were that was not out of the normal because of her profession. Later in the evening around 6 p.m., Aaron and Henry were at the trailer trailer smoking weed and drinking beer with Shelby when someone drove by her trailer, got out, set fire to her trash can and left. Uh-oh. Why would you do so that? So there's the trash can fire. Yeah. The trailer park manager put the fire out and everyone continued on as if nothing had happened as crime was not new to that park. Aaron and Henry ran out of weed, so they decided to get some meth from a person they knew around 930. Sure. Run out of weed, go get some meth. That's the same thing. I mean, Dare says weed is a gateway drug, so. (laughs) It just works that quick. (laughs) (laughs) It works that quick. 
They walked down to the dumpsters to meet up and get the meth. While they were walking, they noticed that the same car had been set fire to the that had set fire to the trash can driving around. The car was described as a mid nineties Honda Civic, light blue in color. The people in that car shot at Aaron and Henry. Holy crap. Yeah, right. They ran away ran away and called the police. The police arrived and took a report and left to search for the car. James arrived around ten PM covered in blood. He said that he had been in a fight with someone else. Okay. We're just like fighting everyone now. What? He's like, I almost just got shot out, so I need to take out this aggression. Yeah. Uh, or maybe it was the meth. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Juan says, James arrived around 10 p- p.m. covered in someone else's blood. He had been a- having an affair with someone named Angel, and her husband came home and caught them. Damn. The four of them, James, Henry, Aaron, and Shelby, got high, and the guys took turns having sex with Shelby. Ah, Shelby. Okay. I mean, if she's up for it, that's something, but... Yeah, I, you know. <sighs> Around not yucking someone else's rinds, yeah, but come on, that's a lot. <laughs> I'm so glad that you said that. <laughs> Around 11.15 p.m., someone knocked on the door... Shelby knew the person because she was a regular of Shelby's. She came in and joined in, or he came in and joined in on the party. The new unknown man liked to have rough sex and liked to choke his partners. James, Henry, and Aaron were were in the bedroom getting high when they came out. They saw the unknown man choking Shelby, so they grabbed a kitchen knife and made the man leave. Okay. He, especially if you didn't know what was going on. Yeah. He quickly left. The only thing the guys could remember about him was that he sounded like Bob Marley. Okay. It's a very distinct accent. It is. Yeah. It is. The three men set the knife off on the living room floor near Shelby and started to have sex again. He's like, they're like, he's gone. Let's continue. Yeah, 14. <laughs> when they were done, James said that he didn't have any money to pay for the sex, but he could get cocaine to pay for it. The three guys left to get the cocaine. We're just all over the place with yeah, these drugs. Right. <laughs> the three, that sounds exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> the three men said that they did not return for the rest of the night, and some of the neighbors said that they did not return, and some said that they saw their car. They were in, again, driving around the park, but could not confirm if it went to the house. Several neighbors said that they saw the Honda Civic again after midnight, but left quickly because the police had pulled into the park to drive through it. The police chased the Honda and had pulled it over down the road. According to the police report, the person in the Honda was not identified because he was a confidential informant. What? Uh, oh, okay, so he's he's telling given information. Correct. To the the police. According to the neighbors, w- no one else visited Shelby's trailer for the rest of the night. 3 days after her murder, her trailer was burnt down. That's unfortunate. Yeah. That's like all the evidence. Yeah. Fire investigator said it was because of a faulty wiring. Sure. <laughs> The officers did not make an arrest on the case because they could not determine who the unnamed person was at the trailer. All three men ended up in jail for unrelated drug charges. No. Right? <laughs> you you've been you've had three so far, three different kinds in one night. Yeah. <laughs> Weed, meth, coke. <laughs> Um, and while in jail, James said that he knew who owned the Honda Civic because he had seen it several times while he was having the affair. After several, several years, the case became cold and almost forgotten. In 2015, a person named Nick from Alabama was arrested for rape. During the course of that investigation, his DNA was flagged in and cold case because it matched the DNA found in Shelby's body. Uh. He was charged with murder for Shelby. Good. Mm-hmm. During his interview, he admitted to, to paying for sex with Shelby several times while he was working in town she lived in, but he never killed her. No, you don't say. Yeah, right? When it that's embarrassing. No, you don't say. <laughs> <laughs> don't like Barney. 
Um, During his interview, when it came time for his trial, some of the evidence in the murder case was missing, mainly the bloody shirt and the knife and some of the beer bottles. There was a flood and a lot of old evidence. Oh, my gosh. There was a flood, too. (laughs) Gosh, this case sounds awful. This sounds like. Uh, what is it? The acts of God are just all yeah. over the place on it. Uh, a lot of the evidence had been lost be- because of a flood. So that scared me. Sorry, <laughs> as I know, I normally wear socks. <laughs> I, I didn't. I, I never. I've never noticed your foot poke out there before, and I was just like, <laughs> "Oh, it's probably Leon's right there." Leon, <laughs> don't look at my foot. Uh, as the trial continued, a 90s Honda Civic was found left at a city lot in the back with several other vehicles. Okay. Nick was convicted of Shelby's murder because his DNA was in Shelby. This is not the same dude. Yeah, Nick. Okay. Uh, After his trial, the 90s Honda Civic was sold in a lean sale, and in the truck trunk was the shirt, the knife, and beer bottles. Oh, those supposed ones that went missing. Mm-hmm. Because the police didn't feel it was necessary to do anything with the rediscovered evidence, because, you know, the trial was already, the guy was already found. Of course. Know? Yeah. Um, because they already convicted the person responsible, they didn't do anything with it. The person who bought the Honda found a small amount of cocaine in the car, so the police opened up another investigation. They're like, okay, so the missing evidence we don't need. But oh, there's you coke. found coke? Let's do another investigation. <laughs> the evidence in the car was retested as well as the fingerprints inside the car. There were several hits on the fingerprints as well as the evidence. The blood on the shirt belonged to James... And Officer Mike. What? Remember the one with the nosebleed? Yeah. Wait, so did they get in a fight? Was he the perp who he got in a fight with? I don't know. I'm so confused. It doesn't say. Okay. So on further investigation, Mike had owned the Honda Civic but had sold it to his friend. But that was never confirmed because his friend was never identified. Okay. While the police were investigating the new drug case, Nick killed himself in his cell. What? That's really crappy. Yeah. One of the detectives learned that Mike's ex-wife was named Angel. Okay. So they're... Okay. And that Mike had gone... Oh, she's the one who he had an affair with? I guess. Uh, James had the affair with Angel. Okay. Uh, named and Mike had gotten a divorce from her shortly after the murder. There was a new set of detectives because the time lapse and most of the original detectives had retired or passed away. The new detectives interviewed Angel and she said that her and Mike got a divorce because they both had other partners and that Mike would often pay for sex. So he'd probably pay for sex with Shelby. It's my assuming. The detectives determined that they had enough evidence to reopen the Shelby murder and went to arrest Mike, the only person still on the police force that was on the force during the original investigation, offered to arrest Mike because they were very good friends. (laughs) I'm really good friends with this guy. I'll arrest him for you. I'll arrest him. (laughs) Listen. Maybe he's just like, all right, that's the last straw. Like, I know how to, I, I can get this guy. As I'm if, close if I was a him. chief of police, I'd be like, listen. You're too close to the situation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, Mike was at his house when the officer went to arrest him, his bestie apparently, but it turned up that he was gone. Oh, shocker. Darn. The detectives pulled his phone records and found out that he received a phone call from his friend. From his bestie. And it appeared that he left right after that. <sighs> Wow, buddies. He left his car, phone, wallet, and all forms of contact at his house. Mike was never arrested for the Shelby murder because he could not be found. A body was found in Jamaica in 2020 that may have been Mike because some Jamaican police, remember they were talking about Bob Marley's, Marley's voice? Yeah. Uh, because the Jamaican police deemed the death as natural causes. They did not do an investigation, so his fingerprints and DNA were never confirmed to see if it was him or not. But Mike was 
from Jamaica and was often called Jamaica by his confidential informants. Oh, he's the one who choked her. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mike was also fired from the police force because they learned that he was using his confidential informants to sell drugs around town. Okay, so that that it it I was really confused. There was a lot of information of it, that there was like, like a lot of loose end, ends. It all came together. It all came like, together. They said that he hired people for like he would hire people for sex, and then like yeah, earlier on they said that the guy that was in there was choking a girl and had a Jamaican accent. Or I feel Bob like Marley. that would be a really good. Uh, Netflix. Yeah, movie. it would be like a little short, like a mini series. A mini series. Is good. No, I haven't watched it. It just came out. It's good. Oh, all right. Well, now I have to follow that one. I know. Sorry. All right. So we got another story from our new friend Betty. Uh, (gasps) Betty. Betty. She sent us a story last time. She's a new kind of. I guess you're not a new listener anymore. I almost Um, thought you were gonna say new loser. (laughs) She's sorry, Betty. (laughs) You're a new loser. You're a new loser. I'm just kidding. You're yeah. great, and I appreciate you sending us a story. Yes, we do. We we appreciate your paranormal experiences. I guess we appreciate you sharing your We're paranormal story. Glad that you've had. Nope, nope. Uh, no, that she's sharing her experiences yes. with us. Yes, yeah. That. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry if they're terrible. All right. So it starts off with good afternoon, ladies. Good, good afternoon. afternoon. Uh, thank you so much for sharing my stories. Here is another one, but this one is different. I have only told you this story, told this story one other time. I don't ever (gasps) want to feel the fear I felt. Oh, no. I didn't fear for my life. I feared for my soul. Oh, my gosh. We are back in battle, Montana, Nevada. My roommate and I bought a Ouija board at a local store from the gaming section. Mind you. I know. Mind you, just wait till the next one that I have. Oh, geez. It is my stories lined up perfect. Um, mind you, Battle Mountain is a small town, a small mining town in Nevada. So the selection wasn't huge, and we figured, what's the harm? It's just a game. It, you're right. It, like, it's by Hasbro, so, like. It is just a game, but, like, it's not, though. Yeah. Uh, We had no idea what we were doing, and before I go any further, I want to advise to never use one unless you are well aware of what you are doing. Correct. Yes. Even then, I am not condoning it. It is not a game. Well, we appreciate that. And Listen to Betty, guys. That definitely lines up with what we always tell you. Yeah. Uh, We used the board several times before and thought the other... Thought the other one was moving the planchette until one night we were both we both had our hands off it and it began to spell out the name Zena. Oh, oh, she she put a printer told me how it's pronounced. It is Zena. Thank uh, you. You're welcome. Oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, we asked simple questions and received simple answers at first. That's how it always starts. Yeah. After about a month of speaking with this spirit, a whole month, we both felt something dark trying to come out. She had convinced my roommate that I was going to harm him and he was seriously thinking about kicking me out. (gasps) No, that sucks. When I was home alone, sitting at the kitchen table, drinking soda, I had sat it down and went, when I went to pick up the can of soda, it moved away from my hand. I told Brian we need to get rid of this board before this thing comes out. It's already out. Yeah. He was. I, yeah. I, I do have a question. Even if you close it, close the Ouija board, like properly, can things still be out? I mean, if things, yeah. I'm pretty sure if things are out, then they're out. Oh, it okay. d- I think it just like depends on like. Just this, wait till my next story. Okay, the situation. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, Sorry. You're fine. Uh, he was still unsure of what to do. One night after a long day at work, Brian, my roommate, and I both retreated to our own space. I was in my room at the end of the trailer, single wide, and he was in the living room at the other end. Normally, we would hear a cat jump down from an overhanging tree onto the roof. What? Oh <laughs> but this night as we sat in our own silence we heard the sound of what had to be a grown man (gasps) jump onto the roof over my bedroom then run down the length of the trailer 
Nope. No. I got up and ran down the hall and seen Brian, my roommate, jumps up from the couch and we both seen someone jump off the roof onto the ground and disappear into the night. Betty. That was definitely Brian's boyfriend. (laughs) I'm just kidding. We called the cops and described what little we had seen. He was wearing a plaid shirt and this is all we could describe. The cops walked around where he would have landed to see if he could find footprints. There was nothing. No no indentation in the dirt where he had landed. The cops could see how upset we were, but they tried to convince us that it was just a cat. Brian was convinced. That's not a cat. Yeah, no. It's a grown man. Yeah, like you know the difference. Cats are gentle. Yeah, especially if you're used to hearing that. Yeah. Brian was convinced we needed to get rid of the board. The next day, we got some holy water from the local Catholic church. We built a fire in the front yard. Oh, no. Placed the board in the fire. Again, I can't tell you how perfectly my this story and my next story are like perfect for each other. So you don't burn Ouija boards, I'm guessing. <sighs> yeah. Uh, we made it it's worse by cursing that. the board and banishing Xena from coming out. It wasn't until we threw holy water on it. The flames began to funnel and lunge Shut at us. Shut up. There was a high-pitched sound coming from the board as if sap was heating up right before it pops. Yep. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. The sound. Same. The board burned from the middle and out to the sides. The last letter to burn was the X. We knew it. We know we had a demon or an evil spirit, which never got out. We were lucky to know enough to not invite anyone or anything to come out. We smudged our home, and unfortunately, we ended up going our separate ways a few months later. What does smudge mean? Uh, I believe it's like sage oh, and holy oh, gotcha, water, gotcha. like okay. uh, blessing it. Doing the tea over. Yeah. Your... Um few months later it's been nearly 30 unfortunately we ended up going our separate ways a few months later it's been nearly 30 years and i will never forget the type of fear i felt the day we burnt the board oh my god and that is it thank you betty Betty. that was that's terrifying i can't wait to read you my next one i'm like speechless that is terrifying don't play with ouija boards unless you know really what you're doing but you you still shouldn't do it it don't do it regardless people Thank you for sending that in, Betty. Yeah, and wow. thank you, thank you for telling people not to yes. play with them too. So. We absolutely were advocates mm-hmm. for not playing. With I've played with them, but yeah. <laughs> well, that's okay. You can be an advocate for not playing with them now. Yeah. Uh, would you play with one now? It depends on where. We're not advocates for them. not here, <laughs> and maybe if my dad was there, but. At his house, not at my house. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. It depends on and the situation. You'd also be like he's him. played, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, my dad would have to physically be there. No, I'm saying like he's doing it, and you're facetiming him while you're like basically watching him do it. Oh yeah, there you go. So that you're like super far away. Yeah. yeah. All right. So this story is from Zach. Hello, Zach. Hello, Zachary. That'd be uh, embarrassing if his name wasn't Zachary. Like yep. Rick, Rick's name is just Rick. It's not Richard or oh. anything like that. Interesting. I did not know that. <clears throat> yeah. Weird. All right. So this is called Catfish Story. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I also, uh, fair warning, I have not read this before. No, it's I fine. printed it out and brought it in sometimes you just want to be surprised yeah it just worries me about reading yeah i get that you're fine that's so, what editing's for true in 2017 male in 2017 male by the name of joe so i'm guessing male a male uh male men in 2017 a male by the name of joe was having a hard time finding someone that would go out on a date with him Ah, same, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Except for I was married by them. (laughs) (laughs) He was a very large man, 400 plus pounds, and he was homosexual. Oh, no, I just felt Sorry, buddy. Yeah, that sucks. Um, Not only being open about being 
your sexuality yeah your sexuality like you're also battling that with probably insecurities mm-hmm. of your weight yeah he devised a devised a plan using his business that he owned to photograph several women yeah, I don't feel bad for him anymore. No, uh, sounds like a pig. Uh, <laughs> probably taking that out. He then used those photos to catfish early to twenty-year-old men, twenties, like in their twenties. Uh, he would offer to meet them at his apartment. <gasps> All right, Joe. I already hate you. You calling him Joe? That's his name. Oh, it is. I thought it was male. Uh, in two thousand seventeen. Uh, a male by the name of Joe. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Joe, we don't like you. Yeah. You're you gross. You sound like a garbage human being. When the younger men would arrive at his apartment, he would say that the girl was out or in the back room, and he would offer the young men a drink. Mmm. What's in the drink, Joe? The drink was laced with GHB. You oh, we've don't heard say. that in another. Is uh, that the one that was the boat one? Yeah, we've heard about that one before. The men would wake up at a park bench in different locations around the town. After doing this several times, one person came forward and told the police what had happened. The police showed up at his apartment asking to speak to the female, but she was never there. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. just making sure. Uh, she didn't even live in the same state and was completely unaware of what was happening. Oh, shit. Because he would take those photos. She thought her photos were being used for advertising for a car club. Oh, no. That's really gross that they didn't know that. Like, obviously they didn't know. Yeah. It's gross that he's doing that. Knowing that the police would figure out he was the person committing the rape, he moved, he moved to another town about 50 miles away. Not far enough, buddy. And started the whole thing over again. Definitely not far enough. Mm -mm. This time, he rented two apartments. One to use as his meetup location and the other to live in. He proceeded to rape four more men in the new town. (sighs) I hate this story. He would have continued, but the fifth person he attempted to rape did not drink anything because he felt like something was wrong. Good. Good, yeah. Somebody had to figure it out. Yeah. He decided to leave the apartment and called the police, but the police could not do anything because no crime crime had been committed yet that they were aware of. So they're like, mm, doesn't sound like it's not that big of a deal. Of course. Because men don't get raped. The young man that felt decided... Hashtag justice for John Depp. Yeah, no kidding, dude. Sorry. The young man... That decided to try and go on a date with the fictional woman another time. This time, there was a very heavy set woman at the apartment who offered him a drink. So it sounds like he was like, okay, since the police don't want to do anything, I'll go on the date again. Yeah. But this time, there was was a a heavy set woman. Okay. Uh, Who offered him a drink. He took the drink and drank it. He oh, no. Wo- Why would you do that, though? He woke up at the back seat of a car, unaware <sighs> of how he got there. He pre- pretended to be asleep and was dropped off at a park bench. Lucky for him, there were some people playing basketball, and he knew one of them, so they loaned him a car to drive. I can't imagine. Like, did like, they get the... the- tag number or anything well i can't even imagine like you're drugged you wake up you yeah. see some people playing basketball and you're like can i borrow your car being that lucid i've never been drugged but that sounds yeah yeah Whew. um he followed the car that dropped him off to another house oh oh he did follow. he pretended to yeah fall he was he was car. a friend yeah, yeah 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 so maybe he had time okay He followed the car that dropped him off to another house where he saw the large female get out of a car and remove her wig. (gasps) Ew. Sorry. He then realized that it was the same person that offered him the drink the first time. It must have been a damn good costume. (laughs) It was at this point he called the police again and told them the entire story and gave them the locations of both apartments. Good. The police arrested Joe, and when his fingerprints were entered into the system, they were flagged by the other town he started in. 
The police asked for the public's assistance and several young, several young men came forward. Joe is convicted on several accounts and will be in jail for years to come. Do you think the female one was named Josephine? Oh, heck yeah, he named her <laughs> Josephine. Glad you're in jail, you nasty, ew, catfisher. Gar- piece of garbage. Yeah. Exactly what catfish are. <sighs> Bottom feeders. That was a good one. That was good. Thank Very you good so ones. much, Zach. Whoa. Yeah. Mind blown. Bananas. All right. You ready to have your mind blown again? Not really. All right. So I'm going to do it anyway. I must, I said not really because I'm scared because of all of the warnings. It's, that you did. it's not too terrible. It's a little terrible, but it's not too terrible. She doesn't go super in depth. So, you know, our, well, you haven't talked to her yet, but uh, Lita Cristillo. Um, she is the writer of Sleepless in oh. Selcha. Uh, she had she wrote a, in her story. She wrote in a a tidbit of it. Um, is she still going to come on the podcast? Yes, okay. yes. I messaged her, and I'm really, really eager and excited to get her story out there because she like her story was told wrong over the hauntings in yeah, Alaska. Yeah. Um, little insight, guys. Uh, she has a book called uh, Sleepless in Salcha. It is a great book. Mm-hmm. It will make you look behind you like every five seconds. That's why I haven't read and it yet. And it is all her truth, her truth of what happened in this house. And this house just sounds terrifying. Um, but it's in Salcha right here in Alaska, not very far from us. But anyway, her story was told and a little it's it was exaggerated quite a bit on the hauntings in alaska which i mean it's television they're it's typical for them to do stuff like that which sucks it's not right correct but what it sounds like is that they didn't need to exaggerate exaggerate it no and but also they didn't include important things yeah and then they like little like i was critiquing it because i'm I'm so glad i read the book first yeah because the entire time i'm like well why didn't they add this yeah The book is so much better, guys. And that's also what everyone says. But before you watch Hauntings in Salcha, it is, yeah, it is not a long book. It is a very quick read. It's 100 pages. Yeah, it's like 120 pages, maybe. It's very quick. The font's not small. So um, read it. It's a great book. And, and buy uh, it. It's on Amazon. Yes, it is. And it's not expensive. Sleepless in Salcha. Does she have a digital version of it? I. I want to say she does. I couldn't find it. I have but a hard time finding it. It's, but it's very inexpensive like a, yeah. too. And it's, and it's short. Yeah. Um, but again, we have been like trying to go back and forth on figuring out when we can have her on the show because we've been talking to her and to some other people in the book. Um, well, she was going to be on it and then uh, we had to push the date. Yeah. We had schedules mess up. Yeah. So um, one of us got, I think I was sick. Yes, you were yeah. sick. Um, but anyway, we've been needing, wanting to have her on the show, but I'm super excited and really want to get her story somewhat out there. So maybe you guys can like study for before she comes on yeah, the show and buy the get book the book. And read it. Yeah. Get her book, study up. And it, I promise you it's worth every, every minute of reading that book. It is a fantastic book. I have, I have heard a lot about the book, but I don't want to read it because I'm a scaredy cat. It, it is very creepy. It's not creepy. It's very scary. It's terrifying. So she wanted to give me a little tidbit into it. I asked her to give me a little something. Thank you. Yes. Thank you, Lita. You're amazing. I don't even know you. And you. she said she seems like such an amazing person. Yeah. So she says, I guess the first thing I would like to mention to your listeners or anyone inclined to dabble in Ouija boards, please, for the love of God, don't do it. <laughs> lol or at least do some research first although i was not completely un i was not completely unaware of a spiritual world around us i never had any type of actual haunting experience in my life until my daughter did a ouija board at my house in salcha while i was living in holland because <gasps> she went to holland for like a year i swear to god alice if you ever <laughs> I will ruin yeah. you. And then I'll ask the spirits that you brought into my house to ruin you. <laughs> Make her listen to that one part. <laughs> okay, mommy. She was house sitting for me a year while I de- for a year while I decided whether to come back to the US or not. 
I mean, come Same. back to Alaska or stay in Holland where it's amazing. <laughs> they were like living <laughs> on a boat and stuff too. It was super cool. Oh, that sounds amazing. Yes. And she called me often in Holland to tell me of strange events that were going on in the house. And I didn't know what to make of it because I had never really had anything more than a feeling or not of not being alone in the house and often otherwise being watched. Well, and I'm sure her daughter did like up right up and say like hey i did a ouija board yeah yeah she wasn't she wasn't proud of it she's like it's owned by hombro hasbro's hasbro's hasbro hasbro yeah it's fake yeah no big deal all right uh we also heard things at times but it was so easy just to ignore it and pretend it didn't happen we all did really but nothing like what she was calling me about and when i asked her what she thought it might be she never once mentioned a ouija board i actually didn't even find out about it for months after i moved home and everything went to hell in a handbasket at my house pun intended the way i finally found out about it was i was awakened at three in the morning by a crazy feeling that i needed to go downstairs even though it was dark and look for something but i had no idea what it was Downstairs was the last place I wanted to go, but the need to find it was stronger than my fear, so I turned on every light in the house and wandered around the kitchen and the living room, not knowing what I was looking for. And you bring the dog with you. You have a dog. She had the, she's the one with the Great Danes. Yeah. Her Great Dane went everywhere with her. Uh, I was just about to give up when all of a sudden I saw a pile of piano music on my bench and I walked straight over to it, lifted it up, and there was a Ouija board underneath it. I knew immediately in every fiber of my body what was wrong with my house now and I knew who to blame it for. I called my daughter immediately in the middle of the night. She so very angry and all she could do was tell me how sorry she was and she meant to get rid of it, blah, blah, blah. I guarantee you I didn't hear anything else. (laughs) She finally acknowledged that her and her friend had used it because of feelings in the house and they were trying to find out who it might be. And then terrible things started happening and they didn't know how to stop it. And then I moved back and she moved out and left me with the whole mess. Needless to say, she is my daughter and I forgave her immediately. But again, we almost made a terrible mistake by thinking the first thing we should do is burn the Ouija (gasps) board. I already had thrown it outside in the front yard into a snow berm. I was panicking because it was inside of my house, of course. She came over in the middle of the night and I told her before we do that, we better look it up and make sure that's not going to make things worse. Smart. Yeah. It does. It absolutely, it's absolutely the worst thing you can do. So please don't ever burn a Ouija board. I'm going to guess anything that's possessed. Yeah, it's, I wouldn't. Um, that is no way to close the door that you've opened and you will continue to let things in and don't belong that don't belong in this world. You have to wrap it in a silk cloth oh. and do not let the planchette touch the board. What's, oh, the little. Yeah. What's on our logo. What's on our logo? <laughs> uh, say some prayers over it, weight it down with a rock and sink it into moving water. This may sound silly to some, but let me tell you, after what you after you've experienced what I did, you'll do whatever you think think is going to work no matter what. There was so much more to be said about that and everything else that went on in my house, although we got rid of it, it did not take anything it did not take anything with it. I left everything behind for it left everything behind for me to deal with it on my own. Wow. Sorry. So like basically like they got rid of that open door, but like there was still There's shit still in the stuff house. In her house. So yeah, you guys <gasps> prepare for her to come on in the future. We're still trying to work out dates and whatnot. Amy, the between the podcast and our personal lives, it's crazy. So um yeah, her story if you read it, I'm not going to tell anything about it. I want you guys to read it. And then I also don't want to spoil what she's going to tell sure. you because it is too good. I'm so excited. You heard a little tidbit from um, Dan. Yeah. David. Not Dan. David yeah. Mann. Uh, from yeah, the, radio. the radio station. Yeah. So. 
Oh yep, my that gosh. was from Lita. Thank you, Thank Lita. You, Lita. You are amazing. Haven't even met you yet, but I can't wait. I hope she listens. I feel like to us. I know her just because I read her book, and I've, I mean, we've been contact, we've been talking back and forth through text too. So yeah, she just seems like a really good person. She sounds like a good person. All right, so I have a neighborhood story for okay. you. Um, this one is so over the weekend. Okay, this is a personal one, by the way. Um, over the weekend, I uh, had probably like hormonal issues going on, probably just like a little crabby from not sleeping. But we have this one neighbor that likes to go up and down our road with their four-wheeler or a quad, depending on where you live, whatever it's called. Our house is the very last house on the road. And we have a big, it's like a teardrop drive. Cul-de-sac. It's a cul-de-sac. Yeah, and you like cul-de-sac, yeah. Um, Our joint, the road like dead ends into our driveway so either you can use the big round of like turnaround which you're supposed that, to that you're supposed to that the road offers you or you drive into our driveway and turn around that way but you shouldn't do that because you can easily turn around in a roundabout which is or not a roundabout but yeah, cul-de-sac it's a cul-de-sac you're yeah. supposed to be able to do that you're supposed to or yeah so this person constantly uses my driveway for their turnaround and it makes my husband so upset because we paid a lot of money for our driveway yeah and they're expensive here they're expensive, expensive anywhere but they're really expensive here very expensive for an asphalt driveway we have rock because it's cheaper yeah but it's still very expensive yeah. And so you use a four-wheeler or you I mean even driving on it unless you're careful like it ruins the driveway yeah so, um, I was crabby this weekend, and so I posted in our local, um... I would be annoyed, too. That's neighborhood, not crabby. <laughs> our local neighborhood group, and I said, hey, neighbors! And I apologize, because I really probably was irrational, but I really was, like, sometimes you just have to do what you have to do. It's to happened it. a couple times, though. So. Yeah. It, what? This instant it happens like every freaking day yeah it uh, i shouldn't say that it's like a couple times a week it happens do they stop and no they just just go go. through they don't wave or anything so hey neighbors this is what i said hey neighbors i know it's so much fun to go up and down the road with your four-wheeler but i'm just reminding you our private driveway is not your turnaround point Mind you, I did use emojis for, like, everything that I could. We paid good money for our driveway, and we would like to keep it nice. I'm just saying, if it keeps happening, I will start taking a pickaxe to your driveway. It's disrespectful and downright rude to disturb our rocks and our peaceful weekends, evenings, with your need to entertain yourself. Okay, thanks. (laughs) And then... Very (laughs) passive-aggressive. I almost wrote live, laugh, love. (laughs) (laughs) So then uh, a neighbor of mine said, I commented, I completely agree. Why the H-E double hockey six do these idiots have to rip up and down the road and go into people's personal driveways, go across Brock Road and have a blast on the trail? Yeah. Duh. We have four-wheeler trails. I mean, miles, r- miles of them, guys. They go to them. the river and everything. They're like so much right fun across the road from yeah. us. Yeah, they're less than a mile. Yeah, they are literally less than a mile from us. It's yeah that that's what kills me is that yes. there's four-wheeler trails. You could go right less there than a mile, and but you're yeah free driving in my road. And what makes us so annoyed is not only are you disturbing our drive our rocks, which I have constant traffic on these rocks because of the daycare, but you're driving on these rocks, you don't stop to like be like, hey, what's up? And you probably hit the gas whenever you turn. They do, <laughs> which moves them. It goes, and then you just see these like rock points because we can't afford. $15,000 for asphalt in our stupid long And this driveway. particular person gets mad if a single rock gets moved yeah. from theirs. Just, they don't listen, so it's fine. It's, uh, yeah, so I it was like, 
when I posted that, I was like, yeah, I'm doing that on the podcast. I'm I'm so salty about it. I'm still salty. I'm salty for you. You know how I feel about it. Yeah. So, and I mean, it's I know annoying, that. And it's rude. I know that our neighbors next door to us and the other ones on both sides of us, they cannot stand the this four-wheeler going up and down the driveway constantly during summertime. Especially super late at night. Yeah, especially late. At, yeah, I was about to say late at night, especially. And we don't have ACs in our house because we live in Alaska. <laughs> so you sleep with your windows say open. so much on this podcast, but It's fine. It's fine. I'm okay with it right now. Um, we sleep with our windows open because it's, it's cooler at night and yeah. we don't have ACs and it's hot. So if your dog is barking super late at night or anything, like everyone hears it. Yeah, and I have I have young children. Yes, who go to bed at a somewhat reasonable time because yeah. they're four and two. Yeah, almost two. <laughs> oh, anyway, anyway, so that was my my neighborhood story. Yeah, yeah, I I I'm so glad that you shared that. Uh, so to listen, you can find us on all platforms, uh, iTunes, Spotify, Google, Amazon, wherever. I just found out we're on Amazon. I didn't realize we're on like Audible. Did you know that? No. Yeah, I thought on, it was, I thought it was, um. We're on Audible. Uh, we're getting a play of every day. Uh, you can rate and review us on iTunes and where was the other place that you can actually review us? There's another Audible. I think it's on Audible. I believe you can oh, review us also on Audible. But cool. iTunes is a big help for us. So please review and rate please, us. Please, please. Also follow us and like us on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, everywhere. Uh, WWTN Podcast. And we also have a Facebook group that we like to interact on. It's our VIP group. We'll talk to you. We'll post funny things, yeah. post informative things, post stupid things. Oh, crap. And uh, on our, our website is whatswiththeneighbors.com. On there, you can get a link. You can find our link to our merch. And also, we're doing a, um, uh, what is it called? A paint night. So, check out our paint night link on there for our merch. And also, a link to our Patreon, which is patreon.com forward slash WWTN podcast. And you can, for $5 a month, you can get exclusive content to our episodes unedited and three dollars a month will get you ex- or in three dollars three dollars a month exclusive content and feel free to slide into our dms with any questions comments or stories and our email is wwtnpodcast at gmail.com and have you checked in on the neighbors what's with the neighbors Rename me out <laughs> our laptop's almost dead what's with the neighbors Say hi to your cats for us. Say hi to your cats for us. Meow.